2020 as a year had a lot of tech highs and lows. So check out this podcast till the end to uh, check out our uh, year-end review for 2022, where we do different picks of different categories in technology. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to our podcast, uh, Everything Product. Uh, in this podcast, we talk about uh, insights on latest technologies with the product mindset. Uh, I'm Srinath, I'm Product Operations Manager working at Twilio. I'm Chichaladi, I'm a Product Manager working for Best Buy. So uh, in this podcast, uh, uh, we thought we'll do a little differently where we will uh, discuss our uh, 2022 year-end summary uh, discuss our top categories uh, that we thought would be interesting and share our topics as well. Um, that being said, uh, Seth, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, ready. Awesome. So uh, the first question which I have is, uh, what is your top tech innovation uh, from year 2022 that you would like to pick? Yeah, man, I think um, uh, for this, it, it's... Uh likely for me is ai i would say because uh, we have been hearing a lot of different um, uh, startups that have been doing uh, a lot of things on the ai space but i think this year um, kind of is a prominent place where you know a lot of applications started uh, um, you know adapting uh, all of these uh, open ai applications and all of that stuff so i would say uh, my top pick here is chat gpt so uh, chat gpt is basically a natural uh, language processing model where you basically type in a question and you know it answers your questions uh, sometimes you know it's uh, better than google right where you ask it ask it to write a song it would do that and we also tried that with our podcast where i was asking it okay three product product managers sitting sitting together talking about product management can you write a script for me and it, it by basically writes a script for you and in it's it's i think it the technology is uh, up to that mark where it actually makes sense to use it in a lot of different applications and i've also seen uh, um apps like notion and also github copilot using some of these applications where um, in notion you can actually prompt uh, it to you know give you ideas of what to write or maybe prompt it to write on a small topic and it does it for you and in github it you know you type uh, whatever code you're planning to write and it it generates a snippet of the code for you so i think um, these applications would uh, kind of um, uh, become more and more and uh, maybe there'll be days where um, ais will be writing emails to each other <laughs> at some point so i think that's my uh, top pick for um, uh, on the, on the ai side and there's also this uh, AI, which is also kind of a, a image generation model developed on natural language processing where you can ask it to uh, kind of uh, you know build an image an, uh, maybe an oil paint image which has an astronaut riding a horse on a moon so that sounds weird but it generates that for you so uh, I'd say and also there are a lot of applications that are being developed on uh, Dali.ai so I would give it to open AI as a company and AI uh, actually bringing in a lot of uh, uh, real-time uh, applications to uh, these you know products which uh, open AI has developed how about you yeah, no, that is definitely exciting. That is probably one of the coolest features I've seen recently as well. 
But I would like to pick another feature uh, which when or tech that really amazed me this year is um, how BMW um, came up with a color changing car. Uh, I think they call it as BMW iX Flow. I mean, which I felt was uh, pretty cool um, in terms of the technology they used to uh, change colors the way you want. For instance, I mean, you wanted like a different color in one day. For instance, if you want to drive in a car which is black, you can just change it with a button. And similarly, I mean, if um, me and my wife are like, for instance, I am more inclined to black, my wife is more inclined to blue. Um, so having a technology, something like this uh, will really help. So we can have one car versus buying two cars. Uh, so that technology was, um, I mean, really amazing to see how BMW has come up with. I think there are various other use cases as well. Uh, for instance, uh, that this tech can solve, for instance, during um, summer days, I mean, you don't want your car to be black because it can absorb more, it can be more warm versus if it's, I mean, let's suppose it's, you can change it to white, I mean, probably it's more helpful during summer versus in winter, uh, you can drive in a black car, which probably is better, uh, which doesn't absorb a lot of, um, I mean, you because you don't have a lot of heat during winter. So I would rate, I mean, BMW color changing car as one of my top tech innovation, and I'm sure more is to come. Yeah, uh, you know, whenever I have seen any video on Instagram which uh, with you know cars changing colors, I was like uh, always thinking it was a meme, and I never thought this existed. But you know, good that uh, BMW is doing something which. Uh, uh, helps you pick more colors than just sticking with one color for years and years, right? That's right. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So I have a second question. So what would be your top like 2022 product that you would like to choose? Okay. 2022 top uh, product. Um, yeah. So I would say this is kind of a very simple product. So um I think they solved a very, very small problem, but they grew that into a very big use case here. So, uh, you know, a lot of creators create content on Instagram, right? TikTok and um, uh, Twitter and all of that stuff. But uh, these people have this content in a lot of different places, right? Look, imagine a creator might have a blog. He might have, you know, multiple YouTube channels or other social links and all of that stuff. But... <laughs> All of these platforms just allow one link on the top where you can put it on the bio. So uh, if anybody is a f follower of that creator, like where does he go to find that information? He can't scroll through, you know, thousands of posts, which they do, right? Or tweets, which they do and all of that stuff. So this this product, so it, it's it's called, this application, it's, it's called Linktree. So what it does is, um, uh, it'll give you a link and you can add, add all the links that uh, kind of um, uh, link to your profile and what you do. So it it actually is a very simple problem, right? Like, you know, if you think of it, where uh, uh, giving creators the ability to give all the links or the products they sell and all of that stuff in just one page. So when you click that link in the bio, you see a list of all the links which people can go to uh, learn about them, buy and all of that stuff. So I think that's a very small problem uh, startup has solved and created a product out of it. And I think now they have close to 23 million uh, 
people who are using it and uh, they also have a paid paid subscription plan which is uh, i think 599 per uh, month or something which they give stats of from ve- uh, from uh, you know which channels people are coming right so what they are clicking and what they are visiting the most and all of that stuff and you can actually customize that page uh, with images colors and all of that stuff so i feel that this was you know stuff you know need not be that big idea which is revolutionary it can be a Uh, uh, you know a small thing as as linktree uh, so i i would pick linktree as my top category how about you yeah so i i mean i'll pick i mean how uber is thinking about various uh, kind of uh, work stream not work streams i would say different like portfolios for instance uber has been thinking about uh, i mean how they can enable the rental car business with an uber i mean as we all know in 2022 i mean lot of offices are still remote i mean don't people don't travel when as they used to before so uber has i think has been thinking uh, in very i mean innovative way on how they can i mean pump their business with various kinds of portfolios so this is the concept they came up with called uber rent uh, which you can um, do do rent a car through app uh, uber app uh, which uh, i mean the unique thing about uh, uber rent versus a traditional rental car business is the person comes and drops off uh, the car at your place and picks up from your place which doesn't happen with a traditional uh, rental car business where you have to go to a, for instance if you have to rent a car from airport you have to all the way drive to airport i mean manage all the processes there which takes which takes away so much time and then drop off then drive back so you always have to a look for someone you to drop you and pick you and all the stuff so so many logistics involved uh, i felt uber uh, came up with this innovative not innovative i would say i mean i think streamlined this process by enabling this uh, rental concept within their app uh, and make making it so easy for customers so i yeah. would choose uber rent um, as uh, one of my top product so is is it available in all the cities now it's in pilot currently okay, it's not okay. available in all cities i think they launched in washington dc somewhere and they've been seeing some good results so uh, i think they have a lot of plans to expand uh, given seeing the success yeah i mean th- that's crazy because you know every time i uh, book a rental right it's it's at the airport so i have to take an uber to drive there and then pick up the rental and then come back home and you know uh, load the luggage and then maybe go on a road trip so they are actually removing that hassle where maybe if they even charge more i would prefer to do this because you know anyways uh, picking a uber going to the airport and coming back would all cost me more than you know what they offer exactly. yeah that's a really good idea yeah oh that that's that's good so we had um, uh, linktree on my side and uber uh, rent from your side so we we are talking about product successes and maybe we should also talk about product Uh, fails here right so there were a lot of products that were launched and um, uh, maybe we'll pick uh, uh, one product you know that was a failure uh, what's your take yeah i mean from product failures uh, i mean i'm sure i mean every year we hear so many stories so one failure which i felt was uh, I mean, Amazon restaurants. Uh, I know Amazon is a big player in many different areas. Uh, I felt this was one area probably they couldn't execute the 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 way they wanted, and uh, I'm sure 
I mean, other businesses like DoorDash, Grubhub uh, have passed, I mean, have like may have faced similar uh, situations. Uh, uh, I think Amazon restaurants probably couldn't, uh, I mean, execute the plans that they wish and they probably did not get uh, the customers they wanted. So I would choose Amazon restaurants as a pro- so, so probably my failure. Can you tell me more about the products? Is it more about more like Uber Eats or something like that? Yeah, it's very similar. So how you go and shop around in the DoorDash or Grubhub. So you choose a meal and it gets delivered to your doorsteps. Oh, okay. It's a very same concept, but it's just that it's a subsidiary of Amazon, which they built. Um, but uh, unfortunately, it couldn't uh, be successful. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Yeah, I think that that tells it all, right? Like even though you have uh, Amazon's strength is logistics, right? and uh, you know maybe they might have thought food delivery is a space where we can, you know, play and you know make it better. But you know, you never know, right? The nuances of each and every business. Every business is different. Exactly. Yeah. So. What do you think? My product fails. I'd say, um, I have two uh, for this. I think um, uh, uh, Luna is one, the Luna coin, which is uh, UST. So I think um, uh, stable coin was a disruptor, right? Where um, uh, it was, uh, there were a lot of stable coins that were launched, which were, um, uh, all, I think most of the stable coins are close to a dollar and they match that. And there's also utility coin towards that. And whenever you buy that stable coin, they also have a service on top of it, which actually gives you an interest for staking and all of that stuff. People are thinking because it matches a dollar and it's not as um, fluctuating as the uh, crypto coins, it is a safe option to take that and, you know, maybe stake their money and, um, uh, get that interest but uh, Luna one day went directly to zero because they were actually didn't have enough uh, uh, I think uh, uh, liquid money to support or make it stable at a dollar and uh, once when there was a downfall of crypto a lot of people took out all the coins out of it you know and then the uh, coin kind of crashed down so i think uh, this I, I call it as a product fail because this actually opened up a lot of you know can of uh, worms where uh, a lot of uh, companies like ftx blockfi and all were dependent on some of the stable coins and all of them went back bankrupt right so all of that happened so this actually opened up all the holes that were actually present in uh, crypto and all of that stuff so i'd say this is for the good because you know there is more regulation now and uh, there are also stable coins which are actually backed by a dollar so make sure you if you get into stable coins and staking and all of that stuff make sure all of the stable uh, the stable coins you invest in are backed by a dollar one to one so that uh, when people take money out, you have your share there rather than it being an imaginary number somewhere. Uh, make sure that uh, you take care of those things. So that is one of the failure. And second one is, I'd say uh, Stadia, right? Like uh, Google's um, uh, online gaming, right? So uh, I, Google being such a big company and you know uh, having such uh, so much of hardware exper- expertise and all of that stuff. Uh, there was poor adoption and they had to close or kill that product. So I think that's also another uh, lesson which we could learn, even though you are an established organization and you have a lot of 
community around it, it it's not that easy to make that product successful if that doesn't add value to the user yeah so no. no those are definitely interesting learnings especially i think as you said google being a such a big company which has a lot of expertise in the hardware i think if they couldn't do it i mean probably i mean we don't know what they were thinking about their strategy customers and all that stuff probably something went wrong there and similarly i think we there's a lot of interesting lessons uh, around digital currencies and a lot of opportunities where we need to think probably more uh, holistically uh, rather than i mean thinking from short term so no that's a uh, I mean, great point as well um other question which i have is I mean, now switching into like moving away from the top products companies and that stuff i also want to I mean, just get your thoughts around like the interesting like books i mean interesting books that you might have read that you would like to share for our viewers yeah and that's uh, i was like actually <laughs> struggling to pick one um, i i normally like to read books so but i think i have two picks here so uh, uh, one book is man's searching for meaning so for everybody who's listening we'll add all the links uh, into the description so that you know you can pick if you like any of these things but uh, yeah uh, please check the description for that uh, so the man's search for meaning i think it's a very old book so this book uh, the author writes about his times in the uh, nazi camps where he was a prisoner and you know uh, and you know the the author actually goes through the worst of conditions where he doesn't have any hope and he knows that he's going to be killed at some point but he's put to work and all of that stuff and the uh, uh, book basically tells about how 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 can a person survive even with such harsh conditions so so i think it it tells you about meaning how to combat worse situations you know uh, talks about the purpose and why do you live and all of that stuff so the book had a lot of meaning in it so i would say uh, that would be one of my picks on the book side and um, on the other side uh, i i would want to pick a self help book kind of thing so this is uh, almanac of uh, nawal ravikant so ravikant so he's basically he bootstrapped some companies and uh, he's he's i think the co-founders of angelist and he's invested in a lot of different companies and also this actually book uh, comprises of all the valuable lessons he learned throughout his life so it teaches people about how to build wealth uh, you know uh, long term achievement happiness and all of that stuff so uh, that's my second pick first one is man searching for meaning uh, second one is uh, almanacs uh, of uh, nawal ravikant that's good to know probably i need to read uh, these two i have not read these two so probably something i'll look into in 2023 um so my favorite uh, one is uh, a book called uh, playing to win uh, frame playing to win uh, which was uh, written by um, i mean um, uh, lafle he was a ceo in the past of procter and gamble uh, so i mean that book effectively i mean talks about how do you build an effective product strategy uh, for your product or your company uh so it goes around uh, i mean how you should think about uh, i mean the customer problem how do you frame your strategic choices and from the choices that you make i mean how do you choose the best one by validating and doing all the hypothesis testing and that kind of stuff so that book really helped uh, i mean us to think especially in this year uh, in our company as well when we were doing our product strategy to think about various 
uh, choices and nail it down to I mean few strategic choices versus many that will help us reach long-term goal. Uh, so I would highly recommend uh, anyone who is interested um, in product strategy or who is looking to uh, build a product strategy for their own uh, product or company. I think this book will be really handy. Yeah. So that's uh, I, my favorite book. <laughs> when when you are talking about product books, <laughs> I I have another one in my mind. So the built wrap. So that's also a good uh, product book. It actually gives, I think, a summary of how product organizations work, how the product process works, and you know how people build products and also I would I would maybe put that in in the product category uh, of suggestions there. Yeah. So awesome. that's that's good, man. Then let's let's also move on to. I know uh, podcasts and YouTube has been a big part of learning for a lot of people nowadays, right? So maybe let's go and get into that category and really do YouTube first. So what's what's a YouTube channel you follow? I mean, there are tons of channels that I follow, but some of the ones, some of the ones which I will say from product standpoint uh, is, I mean, anything related to product school. Uh, so those are some of the things which I actively follow to just, I mean, get myself, I mean, updated with the latest uh, stuff going on in the product world. So I will say product school probably is my topic there. Okay. Uh, my picks would be, I, 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 I actually separated them into entertainment and uh, productivity. So on Ooh. the entertainment side, I was like, Mr. Beast, man, I was like, he's, this guy is, has like one point twenty three million subs <laughs> on YouTube. And I think the videos he create are, uh, you know, uh, amazing and entertaining. So I, I'd pick Mr. Beast on, on the entertainment side and on the productivity side, um, uh, there's a person called Ali Abdal. Uh, so he creates a lot of uh, productivity hacks, book reviews and all of that stuff. I think he's a medical turned into a YouTube creator. He has been doing this for seven years. So his videos are really high quality and, you know, they have a lot of good things to learn about. So I think I've been binge watching his um, YouTube uh, on productivity hacks and also book reviews and all. I, he, I, he also has a podcast where he uh, talks, talks to book authors and digs deep into books and all of that stuff. So that's been my uh, top picks on YouTube. Okay, so let, maybe let's also, as we are a podcast, we, we would also want to pick our best uh, uh, podcast here. So what what are your, your picks on the podcast side? Uh, from the podcast side, I know there are a ton. I mean, I don't know if I can name one right off top of my mind. I mean, first I'll say maybe our stuff, which we started as an experiment, everything as product. I mean, that's I mean, as of now, not being selfish there, but I know there are a ton. Uh, I would like to hear from you. Uh, I mean, I, it's probably hard for me to pick one as of now, but if you have any thoughts, I would like to hear from you. What yeah, you so think? I have two. Uh, I think these are these are my favorite. Uh, on the product side, there is Lenny's podcast. So Lenny actually uh, started up started with a, a newsletter, and he has a, a big group, you know, following on the news newsletter side where he talks about writes about product, people management, innovation, and all of that stuff. So, um, and I think he launched a product like six or seven months back where he also again talks to uh product leaders you know uh, about uh growing different products you know bootstrapping products uh taking ideas to product and all of that stuff so uh his podcasts are really um 
i think uh, valuable and also uh, when i listen to some of the podcast right these are stuff which are not found outside so i think i felt uh, these are very uh, valuable there and the next one which i have is my first million so this is also a business fact podcast but they talk about businesses and how did they first uh, build their product uh, generate revenue and all a lot of that stuff so and they also talk about a lot of boring businesses than flashy ones which which are uh, heard heard outside so my first million and lenny's podcast that's awesome um another similar question which i had was uh, i'm sure we follow i mean lot of uh, people in linkedin or lot of linkedin accounts i mean is there anything that you would like to pick for our viewers from your standpoint um, and what would be your top from I mean, linkedin account pick linkedin account pick so for me uh, on the uh, uh, product side i follow lenny um uh, 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 so for his updates on the newsletter and also the podcast and there's also uh, shreyas gupta so he's also a product leader and he talks about a lot uh, you know a lot about product strategy and stuff so i like really like his posts so um, uh, that's one other guy which i follow and there's also um, uh, akash gupta on linkedin so he does a lot of case studies so i like the way he uh, digs deep into uh, a company and does his long form writing so uh, akash gupta is another person so he's also a product uh, i think a product leaders he works for a firm or something so so there's like three people akash gupta shreyas gupta and also lenny how about you yeah so there are ton i mean i also follow i mean few uh, groups which are more uh, product manager groups which are pretty helpful to understand uh, i mean get like insight uh, from various people as well how they are thinking about uh, from, from with respect to product management uh, with respect to i mean uh, people i mean i also follow a person called victor cheng who is pretty popular for solving case studies or uh, any i mean solving kind of like not puzzles i would say i mean solving like uh, more um, questions which um, need uh, aptitude level thinking so i follow him as well to just uh, um, increase my aptitude there on the similar lines who you think is the best ceo currently best ceo <laughs> yeah so um, i have a uh, and i have a lot uh, on this but maybe i'll i'll pick one so i, I feel that um, uh, as uh, mark zuckerberg so on meta so it it might be little uh, I, i don't know like uh, maybe people might not um, uh, support what i'm saying but i feel that uh, this was one guy who had the uh, dare to come out and say that okay we are all in on one vision and the company is going to stick to it for the next 10 years i think it's very rare when uh, a ceo of a company comes out where they pivot their whole strategy and whole vision towards one goal where they want to make the metaverse and they are, and also a capital commitment of so much into that uh, uh, that is going to be the new future of a company so i would i would say he's i know i know that uh, there is negativity around that metaverse concept and there's also uh, you know all of this uh, fad versus uh, hype thing and all of that stuff but i still support that if a company uh, uh, 
put forward a mission and you know there are people and we put culture and practices in in place which works towards that mission i think uh, or vision uh, that could be possible so i would pick him and another one right would be elon elon men um, uh, i think um, him managing so many companies and again coming back and buying twitter and changing the path of twitter would would be something very interesting for me to watch so i'd i'd pick both of these on the ceo side uh, how about you so i know i have uh, many but i'll choose one uh, i'll choose uh, satya nadella from microsoft as one of my topic uh, ceo uh, because i think uh, uh, the way he has been leading the company i mean through this so I mean, an aggressive approach into cloud into gaming into various other spaces as well has been amazing to see especially i mean i am currently in seattle i mean you know amazon uh, sorry you, you know microsoft uh, is uh, here in washington so i i get to see a lot of uh, stuff going on with microsoft and my wife also works for microsoft so i get to see um, uh, how he leads the company um and from an outsider as well and the confidence that he has when he is speaking uh, especially in any public speeches amazes me i mean i wish i had those, those that confidence um and when i'm doing a public speaking so i will say uh, he is my topic as a ceo yeah man i, I i'm a big admirer of him too and especially after reading his book i know where he talks about all the struggles he went through i know it, it it's a uh, yeah uh, he he's the guy <laughs> so <laughs> uh, maybe let's also move to the next one uh, shrinath here so we maybe we'll also talk about there were a lot of uh, bubbles and fads and hypes that that were around in 2020 so what is your pick for the you know biggest fad or hype that went bust or you know that that was busted yeah yeah so i mean i think we covered this a bit uh, earlier i think my um my thing uh, my take here is a uh, digital currencies uh, i mean as we all know there are so many digital currencies currently that uh, we have especially in the crypto world and so everyone came up with their own coins with their own idea i mean um i felt like a lot of stuff was uh, hyped initially uh, without uh, probably thinking how that would be in real world how you can implement that in the real world uh, so a lot of i feel like where in the pro- probably proof of concept stage which created a lot of hype but eventually went down when in real world probably it's hard to implement that so i, I think some of the coin coins which i can think of also is like a deep brain chain uh, i'm not sure if people are aware about that like which is which is also focused more on the ai machine learning that stuff where company came up with a proof of concept but eventually i mean they couldn't implement that which again that coin is not there anymore so that's my take I and mean, what do you think sir me it's more about i think on the same lines nfts i guess i think nfts was like a big hype uh, coming into 2020 where a lot of people were buying crypto punks and all of that and there were a lot of companies like coinbase opening up nft marketplaces and binance and all already had some and opensea was becoming big in the valuation and also number of people visiting the site and all of that stuff so it's like when this is a big trend and a lot of people are buying in because you know they were buying in images with different colors the same exactly same image for you know 2 e 3 which is 3000 4000 dollars and doesn't 
made any sense to me i'd say the good part of it is the technological side has a lot of advantages compared to the traditional way we, we do it but it was overhyped and i think now uh, it's coming back to its value where most of them lost a significant value and you know dropping back to the initial, the original uh, values here so that's that's my pick nfts for hype fat kind of thing uh, okay srinath so maybe um, stocks are interesting right <laughs> so we talk about a lot of products and startups so if you were to pick one stock what what is your recommendation and why so uh, for stocks i would uh, pick uh, nvidia uh, i think nvidia has a great uh, future uh, i think they came up recently in october uh, with a new chip for gamers i think which is called gtx uh, i mean can't remember the exact code but i think that's probably a, a game changing uh, for a lot of gamers out there and also the company is uh, forecasted a 12 month forecast says they can go up to 325 by end of next year uh, so i see a lot of upside there uh, i'm sure i mean currently the stocks are not a lot of stocks in 2022 didn't do well and especially in the second half when most of them are down uh i think we'll see a similar progress uh, in next uh, probably 2 3 months as well i don't see a lot of upside there uh so just be wary out there but this is not a suggestion this is what i think uh would probably uh, happen uh in 2023 nvidia i would bet on nvidia oh it it was my what do you think it was my best pick uh, last year <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. so for me i would i would again go with um, meta so i feel that uh, meta is very undervalued now uh, because all all the negative press which is all going on around it so i think it's going in the right direction so i, I would hold meta for a long term uh, yeah so this is just my my side of things don't take my word for it <laughs> on any of these things but my 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 pick would be meta yes especially with stocks for anyone who is watching do your own research take All your own call <laughs> right. yep yeah so maybe we'll talk about uh, the tech predictions for 2023 i think as we we saw a lot of trends that came in went down go up, you know go up and all of that stuff so what are your top tech predictions uh, for 2023 and maybe we'll do a review in 2024 again to say that this it uh, did it become true or not so what are your top predictions uh i have few uh i think first one which i will say is uh, i think cloud technologies will uh, redefine how we watch sports I and mean, currently even as we all know we watch sports probably in like a cable television uh and probably that's the only way or get through watch this through different ott platforms like a willow cricket i mean if you're watching cricket uh i think there's a ton of opportunity there because as we all know not many uh, consumers have cable television at home and, and including myself i don't have cable television at home uh, i think this cloud technologies i think um, um like amazon has been thinking about how they can stream all this nfl online uh, similarly i think uh, netflix is starting to come up with having a lot of fitness related stuff trainings that kind of stuff and sports kind of stuff for within um uh netflix as well collaborating with nike so i think this lot of the this um, cloud technologies will re- redefine how uh, we watch sports uh, so that i will think of uh, happening at 2023 more another thing which i can think of is uh 
security and privacy i mean as we all know it's very yeah. important uh, aspect uh, for any company because lot of companies as we all know i mean have managed customer data so how do we make sure we have accurate control security privacy practices uh, in place uh, so information is accurately i mean secured i mean this year or probably even the recent years we have heard many stories where executives have been uh, called to uh, various committees and uh, asked questions about all the security uh, and protocols and all that stuff so i think a lot of companies will be thinking about this as well going into 2023 and putting some high investment there because once a trust is lost on the company because of a security breach it's hard to regain that confidence back so these are the two things which i can think of I and mean, other thing i think we discussed before is ai i think we are already seeing a lot of artificial uh, in- intelligence uh, stuff going on i think you already talked earlier about the chat gpt and that stuff so i don't want to go again repeat the same thing but these are the three things which i can think of uh, what do you think siddha yeah so <laughs> yeah man it it's crazy how everything changed right in when i was a kid we used to get this cable tv where you pay for pay pay once a month and you actually get all the channels for that right mm. and now it's more more a la carte where you pick and choose the streaming services you want to watch and now it's it's I, I, coming to live tv as you said sports and all of that stuff uh, yeah and uh, and also the next trend is uh, privacy as a product right for even apple is pushing privacy a lot uh, so yeah i i agree with both of them uh from my side right i i feel that um, the first thing would be um there is a lot of ai driven algorithms with social media and all a lot of the big companies already but i would say ai would reach small businesses and uh, businesses and um, uh, even uh, you know smaller applications and all of that stuff so it's more ai as a service i think will become more big and big where a lot of these apps would integrate uh, algorithms and recommendations engine using a lot of these services and you know uh, communication would be more um, uh, ai driven rather than people to people so i think that's one thread trend which i would uh, say would go big in 2023 the second one i i would say is um, creator communities and creator economies so i think uh, this year mr beast has proved that uh, you know he started as a youtuber and then now he has a mr beast burger right so there that's a, a burger joint a cloud kitchen with you know i think uh, uh, thousands of restaurants around the us uh, also he started a, a chocolate bar company called feastables and i think this this is all uh, you know on on the community which he built so i i feel that there will be more and more creators like this coming out and creating their own products and giving a gig, big competition to bigger companies like hershey's or mcdonald's and all of that stuff so i think creator run communities and creator run products will get more and more more and more big in 2023 so these two and the third one is uh, i i feel that um, uh, twitter will become something like uh, 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 mother app or something right like where uh, we chat uh, uh, where you know you could do a lot of different things in twitter because you know after uh, elon took over twitter 
uh, you know he has made a lot of changes right uh, with badges and all of that stuff but i feel that uh, twitter has a lot of potential because uh, uh, the main media now right most of the media like uh, bigger media houses are incentivized to uh, have hook lines rather than report the right uh, news right and also they go in and research and do it but twitter is a place where people can be in that place and report things so there is more reliable information I, i'm not saying that there is misinformation not no more no misinformation in twitter twitter has misinformation too but twitter is a place where you can get information in you know seconds from the people who are there so i think that, that there's a very big potential there so i would want to see twitter growing from a 3 million app to billions of users so i'd, I'd say that that trend would might happen uh picking up in 2023 so these three are the top ones from my side yep yeah no i think a lot of in, interesting stuff especially is happening uh, with twitter after elon musk took over i'm sure there'll be i mean uh, some of this i mean innovation stuff for the that he'll be probably thinking about in 2023 so yeah um now on a fun side i wanted to focus like probably on a different topic which is probably just discussing our coolest moment when we were doing this podcast uh, i know we all started this as an experiment uh, but i've been getting a lot of awesome support from various viewers i hope we continue to get and there's a lot of stuff exciting stuff coming in 2023 uh what would you say your coolest moment when you were doing this podcast <laughs> i i still remember this right like i think we were posting videos and on, on online and people were subscribing and all of that stuff and um uh, we we were getting comments so every time i got a comment i i, I used to post it in the whatsapp group saying that is this a person who's uh who who we new right so i think initially it, it was everybody who were like family friends and all of that stuff but i think one point was where um, a person commented who we all didn't knew right so i think that was my point uh, coolest moment for me at least because i was like okay we started this as an experiment and now there are people who are liking it and also commenting on it and after that we received a lot of other comments from people who we didn't know so i think that first comment was my coolest moment on my podcast uh, on this podcast uh, how about you yeah so for me i mean i'll say shots I think probably this was the first time probably I was doing more and more shots honestly I, I was not uh, a fan of I was like far away from reels in the past honestly uh, so when I was doing uh, on shots for our videos uh, I mean obviously we had to be creative we had to tell our story and like a few words versus telling in like a, in a long sentences and all that stuff and at the same time you need to be creative as well when you're doing shots so I'll say uh, when doing shots as well, which was fun and uh, uh, coolest thing for me when I was doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it, it was a new experience for me too. <laughs> Showing my face <laughs> and also telling it in a such concise format where you have to make sense and also it needs to add value to people. It's 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 a difficult task. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Yeah. So then let's move on to this uh, uh, another topic. topic here like maybe if you were to name some professionals which you actively follow who would they be um i think i covered this uh, a bit earlier i mean i'll say i mean 
I actively follow, I mean, Satya, Satya Nadella from Microsoft. I also follow Sundar Pichai uh, as well as Andrew JC uh, from Amazon. So these are the three folks I actively follow on a regular basis to talk about, I mean, how they approach problems, how they think about, uh, I mean, the, the long term on uh, where their investments are, how do they strategize. And also some of these uh, folks talk about their investments as well. For instance, when they acquire, uh, not investments, I would say acquisitions. And a lot of these companies acquire other companies. I think they talk about, I mean, what's uh, in it and why uh, they felt uh, it would be the right decision and all that stuff. So I actively follow these. Uh, so if anyone who is looking uh, for good, uh, maybe, uh, uh, I mean, for someone to follow, maybe they can uh, look uh, around these people. Mm-hmm. What yeah. do you think, Siddha? For me, I um, and I have um, I I follow Elon a lot, so uh, he's one guy, and also Satya Nadella. So I think he, he uh, I like like the way we he puts things together there. So uh, both of them, and there's also a new person which I've been following, which is, he's called Justin Welch. So he's more on the creator content creator side. So he actually gives a lot of tips on creating content, writing, and all of that stuff. So. I kind of learning a lot from uh, the post he does. So that's another person which I would say I would go with. Okay. So Good. maybe I think we are almost getting to the end of it, right? So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the biggest uh, product learning of uh, 2022. What, what, what would that be? Uh, for me, I would say, I mean, product strategy uh, when I was, so probably working for the, I mean, not for the first time, probably on a unique product that I was working on and figuring out what makes sense for three to five years. Probably uh, I had to do a lot of, uh, I mean, research around it, work with so many people uh, to build a product strategy. I mean, other stuff, which I will say is road mapping. Uh, road mapping. Uh, so we built a process within our company uh, and to use um, and basically uh, on figuring out what is the plan we need to have, what are the features that we need to launch, how do we plan to get there, kind of capacity or resource planning. So that was a one big learning for me as well, going navigating through various complexities, limited bandwidth, resources, and all that stuff. Last but not the least, I'll say, I mean, a customer feedback loop. So uh, how do you get access to customer insights and close the loop with customers? Uh, how do you effectively do that with a framework, with a process? How do you bring people together? And how do you build confidence uh, within your stakeholders as well as customers, making sure their voice is heard? So I'll rate um, these three as uh, some of my big product learnings. Uh, I'm sure there's a ton of uh, scope for improvement, uh, which we need to continue to address, but I'll say these are my topics. Okay. What do so you think, Siddha? On, on my side, I would say... Um... I think the cost of failure has gone down so much uh, because of all the uh, technological advancements. Now you can actually build a product over a weekend, launch it and see if it's working out or not. So I would say uh, instead of getting into analysis, paralysis mode where you look at the market, try to figure out what the uh, things are, uh, you know, interviewing people, all of that stuff, why, why not? just build it out, send it out, and then I get active feedback. So I think my biggest learning is the cost of failure has gone so much. So make sure you get all the validation 
by actually doing it and you know implementing it and you know through action rather than assumptions and uncertainty so that's one of my biggest learnings and um, uh, second one is uh, i i feel that execution is everything for any product so don't be afraid to tell your ideas out right or publish your ideas so great companies are built on big big visions so people can copy your idea not your vision so i'd, I'd say uh, put put your ideas out get validation right and see what people used to say i think the person who executes it the best is the person who is actually going to make the product and you know build a company out of it so these two are my biggest learnings on that side yeah no totally i mean i totally echo you on the first one i think i always believe when learn by doing because you cannot build a perfect product in the first instance so you need to make sure you're open minded you are taking feedback iterating the product and i mean building improvements and take one step at a time so you, we cannot always build a perfect product so yeah so last but not least uh, i would like to end our podcast uh, with this interesting or maybe an achievement question so what would be what would you say that is your proudest achievement for this 2022 yeah uh, i was actually reflecting on couple of things but i would say the first thing is our podcast right like starting it as an experiment and uh, uh, 5 months down the line we have we, we have done 18 this is our 18th episode uh, we have a viewership and people have been listening in i think 14 or 15 in different countries now so that's really good so i feel that uh, uh, this was uh, one of a uh, good place for us to learn things and also talk about and also uh, meet weekly once right just to talk about certain things so that was one of uh, the good things that happened also uh, for me uh, i started writing a lot so i started creating content in different platforms um, uh, linkedin instagram instagram took off and you know uh, i think um, uh, the number of uh, uh, people who are liking the content is good so i'm getting good feedback on that and there's like 20000 people on on that uh, side of things and there's also a uh, long form of content which i'm writing which actually uh, is a newsletter where you know there are uh, uh, people following that so i feel that uh, um, i was previously i was reading a lot now that i'm writing it's organizing my thoughts better so i i i feel that uh, uh, there was one piece missing when i was just reading but now reading and writing is helping me to articulate things better write things better and also tell the same to other people so i'd say uh, the whole writing point would be another thing which uh, helped me a lot make connections grow a following a community and also meet new people so uh, both of uh, uh, these things are an achievement and uh, one other thing you know uh, uh, was uh, reading books uh, you know i i i kind of uh, like reading a lot of books so i i in 2018 i set self set myself a uh, uh, goal of reading uh, you know 100 books right so uh, this year uh, i I, ha- i kind of completed uh, reading so many books so uh, i i i and the one thing which i learned from it is uh i i i saw different people who have done that before and i was like okay i should do it someday but i think it's it's it took me five years to do it so it's 
you know it's one step at a time so uh, i'd say these three are something which taught me a lot it's not kind of <laughs> bragging about all of these things but i'd say uh, uh, help me a lot with uh, the way which i talk and articulate and you know talk about product awesome i'll talk about uh, two uh, from my side one on a personal friend and probably one on a professional uh, friend on a professional front i think i have a similar one like you that you mentioned about our, our podcast what we started as an experiment uh, that we never thought of that we would be okay starting so something so quickly and we'll be able to complete 18 episodes by end of this year i think that was uh, i mean huge effort uh, team effort i think including you funny and myself uh so i'll say that was probably one of my proudest achievement uh, i mean not just starting but seeing the results because you can start so many things but if what if it's like you launch a product but if it doesn't get adopted then what matters right so i think um, you know some of the stats that you mentioned earlier in addition to that i was amazed to see that our content was rated top 26% of the content created in business category and we had so much watch time i think we had like 14000 plus uh, minutes of watch time until like i think mid december i'm sure that would have been more by now up uh, so i think uh, after seeing those results uh, i was really proud of oh, okay so we started something i think people are liking it people are supporting us uh, so that really motivated me uh, to do this uh, i mean every week uh, with uh, our team uh, so i'll say that on a professional front um, on the personal front uh, um, i mean i'm a proud father of a 15 month old <laughs> daughter uh, i mean it was definitely a challenging year uh, for us to manage uh, for me to manage home work baby at home with no daycare all that stuff so i'll definitely i'll be definitely proud the way uh, my wife uh, supported me i mean she also works so i felt like we both supported each other during this time and i feel very proud uh, that we were able to um, end this year uh, on a high note so yeah, those are so- the two things which i'll say yeah it's it it's not easy uh, so srinath being a father uh, being a first time father uh, learning things you know how to take care of baby and all of that stuff and he's been coming to the podcast right you know uh, sometimes we have to shift our times you know you know when he has to get her to bed and all of that and then he comes to the podcast and all it's not easy to manage uh, a kid you know with work and also doing podcast and all of that stuff so let's say <laughs> you are a proud father and she'll be proud of you <laughs> <laughs> no definitely i think it's all team work uh, i think you funny uh, i've been very flexible uh, especially with a lot of changes going around uh, i highly appreciate all that at the end it's all about one team yeah that's right perfect so i think um, uh, uh, this was just our uh, version of review on different products and what we think and all of that stuff so uh, i'll also try to put some links of all of the things which we have talked to so feel free to go and you know if you want to pick a book or a product which we talked about learn about learn more about that feel free to check in the description about that but i think uh, uh, 2022 was a really good year for um uh, uh, all of us and you know we wish the same for you guys and you know we are actually up to more challenges in 2023 and we want to bring in more interesting content to you guys uh, from everything product yeah now i mean yeah plus one to what what all siddhu said uh, wish you all a happy new year uh, 
I mean, wish you all the good luck for 2023. And please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, which is Everything Product. A lot of exciting stuff to come in 2023. So I mean, look out for that. Thank you.